0: And that is two more secret police stations discovered in LA and New York. CCP, two more secret CCP police stations discovered in LA and New York. So here's the question, is our, our, are the folks in our intelligence community that bad at their jobs that the Communist Chinese can come in and set up police stations and we're just now finding out? Or is our government in cahoots with the CCP and allowing this to happen? I would say it's the latter. I would say our government is a treasonous government from top to bottom, and uh, they know exactly that these groups are here. They're busy tracking down supposed terrorist white American males and moms that go to school board meetings and protest LGBTQ, transgenderism, (laughs) masking mandates. Uh, And while they're going after patriotic, conservative, constitutionalist Americans, they're turning a blind eye and or aiding The CCP is setting up police stations in New York and L.A. and other places so they can monitor their citizens here in the U.S. I mean, if this isn't more proof that our country has capitulated and is under the control of the CCP, I mean, what else do we need? We just keep adding to the list of reasons to believe our government is, our White House, our government, our central government is under the control of the CCP, all the way to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who's having private conversations behind the commander-in-chief, Donald Trump, with the CCP. Dr. Woods?
1: Well, I think that's interesting as far as a prophecy update is concerned because there is a prophecy about the kings of the East, and I, along with Dr. John Walvoord, believe that the kings of the East, described in the, uh, let's see, would be the sixth... um, can't remember if it's fifth or sixth, I think it's sixth trumpet judgment and sixth bowl judgment. Uh, this, this giant army um, east of the Euphrates, the Euphrates has to be dried up supernaturally to expedite this army of 200 million. I mean, I, like Dr. John Walford believe that's probably a reference of some sort to China and maybe some similarly geographically situated countries. And so when I hear all these stories about China flexing her muscles, China preparing for war, you know, China, you know, infiltrating America the way you're talking about it, it doesn't surprise me at all. To me, it lines up perfectly with Bible prophecy.
0: Well, in fact, last night I had Gordon Chang on my show last night, the premier eminent expert on China, Gordon Chang, and he went into great detail for all the reasons he believes China is absolutely preparing for war and um, it could be as soon as this year. It could be really at any time. Uh, in my worldview report tonight, which has been picked up by numerous networks now, um, we report uh, all the you know, the information, including a three-second video that's been released showing these aircraft carriers being released by China that have these swarms of unmanned drones. So again, uh, China moving on Taiwan is not out of the realm of possibility this year. Uh, Let me ask you another question, Dr. Woods, and that is in relation to Israel. Uh, We know the BRICS banking system, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're now gonna be adding in, it looks like, uh, Argentina. Uh, They're gonna be probably adding in real soon, Saudi Arabia. We know that China and Saudi Arabia are uh, meeting, uh, Xi Jinping meeting with Saudi Arabia. Uh, We know there's been a deal cut, by the way, uh, since Biden gave up Afghanistan. We now have China cutting a deal with Afghanistan, the Taliban for mineral rights and oil. I believe the day's coming because Benjamin Netanyahu so wants a peace agreement with Saudi Arabia that he says it will open up a deal for all kinds of other things to happen beyond their imagination. I believe... And I'm the only one that I knows you know saying this is a likelihood, and I could be 100 percent right, I could be 100 percent wrong. But I'm watching to see if Saudi Arabia I'm mean, excuse me, Israel, to get that deal with Saudi Arabia, is willing to be brought into the BRICS banking system, which would mean, again, further destroying the idea of a world reserve petrodollar dollar in America and around the world, which I think is coming either way. But do you think it's possible that Israel could throw in with these BRICS banking uh, folks? You see that as a possibility.
1: Well, I mean, not only do I see that as a possibility, I'd be kind of shocked if it didn't happen that way. And the reason I say that is a lot of people think we believe because we see a future for Israel that that Israel is in faith right now and everything she does is right uh that is that is demonstrates a fundamental misunderstanding of bible prophecy israel is in spiritual darkness yes i mean i mean that's why she wants to rebuild her temple to have animal sacrifices in it anybody with spiritual light knows that the animal sacrifices albeit the book of hebrews were fulfilled in the person of christ and israel is actually going to enter into a deal you know with the devil And so when I hear all these things about Israel wanting to join the one world banking system, when I hear that she's got this vaccine database, when I hear that she's putting, you know, ankle bracelets on people, you know, to to allow them to come into the country, everybody is shocked and saying, you know, how could Israel do that? And I'm thinking to myself, well, duh, of course, Israel would do stuff like that because she's currently in blindness and she's about to sign a deal with the devil. I mean, what makes me different, though, is I believe that the day will come, I think, about halfway through the tribulation period when those blinders nationally will be broken off. But until that happens, don't expect Israel, you know, to be some sort of, you know, you know, Bible centric uh, uh, form of government.
0: Absolutely not. All right. Well, with that, let's get to our Middle East update for this week. Third Temple Talk, Dr. Woods.
1: When I was with you last time, we laid out, uh, I think, 10 things, 10 trends that are going to accelerate in the new year. And you might remember from that list that third temple talk was number two. And the reason that's such a big deal is the Antichrist is going to desecrate the rebuilt Jewish temple midway through the tribulation And that's
0: Daniel 927 right here, correct?
1: That's it. Daniel 927. I don't have it on... Let me read it.
0: And he will make a firm covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offering. And on the wing of abominations will come one who makes desolate, even until a complete destruction. One that is decreed is poured out on the one who makes desolate. So in other words, we've got to have animal sacrifice. and We've got to have a temple or at least a tabernacle, temporary uh, thing, and animal sacrifices. And we know we're moving close to that because of the fact that they're already cutting the stones we reported last week they are making the wooden flutes we know the Temple Institute people can go see it they have the instruments the Levite robes they've trained the Levites they've everything they need they're just lacking a tabernacle or a temple and they're lacking the red heifer to purify with the ashes for the ceremony now they have five by this September of 2023 if one of those five stays pure does not develop any kind of blemish in their hair, etc., They will have one by this fall they can sacrifice, begin the purification process, throw up a temporary temple and we're off to the races.
1: Yeah, and let me give you a parallel passage. It's in Daniel 12 verse 11. I don't have it on the slides there, but it says from the time that regular sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. So obviously, you have to have a temple with sacrifices functioning, you know, in order for these prophecies to be fulfilled. And that's why I drew your attention to this very first article here from Israel, 365 News, and it deals, it, the title of it is Temple Mount Activists Petition Ben-Gavir Let's go to, to, that. Per- go. Yeah. to Permit Passover Sacrifice. Yeah, And that (laughs) article is fascinating because it actually has a formal letter presented by this group. Um, The title of the group is um, Return to the Mount. In 2006,
0: went up on the Temple Mount trying to sacrifice an animal on the Temple Mount in 2006. In 2017, as an attorney, he represented a group that wanted to do this. And he said, hey, it's their right. They ought to be able to do this now he's been put in charge of this ministry that means he's in charge of the police the police that stopped him from sacrificing an animal on the temple mountain in 2006 and stopped the group in 2017 that he represented now he's in charge of those police so he now has this group the um, group is called return to the Mountain. they're asking him if this coming april they can sacrifice for passover I guess a lamb up on the Temple Mount. Well, what do you think he's gonna say? He's been fighting for this since at least 2006. I mean, do you think he's really gonna say no, Dr. Woods?
1: Yeah, and there's a line in this petition written by his organization, and it says this, or written by this particular organization, it says, this year in light of the political situation and the establishment of a fully right-wing government, For the first time in a long time, there is an actual possibility that offering of the Passover sacrifice will be carried out by a large group of Jews in a dignified manner. What he's saying is the time is right. Let's get it done. Interesting.
0: And again, the reason all this is important, folks, is these are markers along the highway to the end times, okay? So all of you saying, I wanna understand what's happening. I wanna understand the times. I wanna know what's coming next. We're telling you the road signs and the Bible gives us these road signs. What we're trying to do here is help people understand the times, the trends. The Bible gives us road signs along the way to where we're going. And Jesus actually told us, told his disciples and thus told us through the Holy Spirit that inspired them to write the word of God, that these are signs of my second coming. Uh, and that I'm telling you these things so you will not fear then we're told there's a special blessing in the book of Revelation for those who seek to understand it so what we're doing is actually biblically mandated I know we get criticized by the neo-Calvinist crowd and those others folks but what we're doing is not ripping headlines and trying to read the Bible through the headlines what we're doing is reading the Bible and then saying as I read the news this lines up with what the Bible says is coming and it's giving us road signs. So if people want to understand what's coming, we're helping them do that right now by saying, look, there's going to come a tribulation. There's going to come a one world leader. There's going to be a tabernacle and or a temple. There's going to be animal sacrifices. The Antichrist, the world leader, will stop those. He'll set up a image of blasphemy in the temple. I mean, we're on the road to all these things, are we not?
1: Yeah, We're on the road to it, and... You know beyond that, Jesus, when he came the first time in Matthew sixteen, basically said he rebuked the religious leaders. He said, "You know, you know how to discern weather. Why is it that you do not know how to discern you know the signs of the times?" In other words, he held them accountable for understanding all of the signs leading up to his first coming, and quite frankly, biblically speaking, there are more signs related to his second coming." And there are the first coming. And so why wouldn't we be held similarly accountable, you know, for understanding the general season? We're not date setters, of course, but you can understand the general season of Messiah's coming. It's just a matter of opening up your Bible and reading it. And once you do that, looking at current events to see if there's any points of similarity. And we come on here basically every week and talk about points of correspondence that people need to be aware of.
0: Absolutely. All right. So let's go back to our prophecy update list. Third temple talk. Now, global persecution is the second point. Revelation 17, verse 6, verse 15. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus. When I saw her, I wondered greatly. And he said to me, the waters which you saw where where the harlot sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. So there's going to be great persecution. We even know that in heaven they're saying, how long, how long before you avenge our martyrdom, correct?
1: Uh, Correct. Um, Many places we could go to in the Bible to talk about this global persecution of God's people. But that's why we reported on the story, I think it was last week, out of the Daily Signal, um, about the woman in the U.K. who was simply praying. She wasn't yelling or shouting or obstructing or even holding up placard. She was here it is right here. S- standing on a public sidewalk praying. And they came and arrested her. Yeah, that's a that's a, a similar story for this week where and this is really interesting. This is actually uh, somebody that came out and said um related to lesbians, it's a Norwegian actress. Um she basically came out and she's being now Um, threatened with three years in prison for saying men cannot be lesbians. And so she had the audacity to transgress on this uh, gender-neutral, you know, hate speech law. And there she is in Norway, you know, facing three years in prison. So all you people out there that think hate crimes and hate speech is a good thing, you better be very careful because one of these days it might be turned on you. And that's what's happening with this uh, Norwegian actress. Wow.
0: Uh, Let's go to Sodom's second coming. Sodom's second coming. As it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be before the return of the Son of Man, correct?
1: Correct. And if you scroll down there, you should come to Revelation 11, verse 8, which indicates that the city of Jerusalem, the city where their Lord was crucified, will be dominated by the spirit of Sodom in the last days. And if it dominates Jerusalem, and that's God's city, think how much it's going to dominate the rest of the world. And what was the spirit of Sodom? It's just a matter of going back to Genesis 19 and reading verses 7 through 9, where a mob, basically, uh, consisting of men, young and old, every man in the city surrounded the home of Lot, and demanded that he release his two guests for sexual purposes and you remember what lot said he said take my daughters instead and they basically said how dare you judge us boy where have we heard that before how dare you judge us we're now going to treat you worse than them uh, and had it not been for angelic intervention they would have you know knocked the door of his house down and come right in and been involved in dare I say, gang rape, which is basically what that passage is about. And Jesus says that type of mentality is going to cover the earth in the tribulation period. And I believe that becomes an explanation for this militant, and I mean militant rise of homosexuality in our day where the issue isn't leave us alone in our bedrooms. You know, if that were the only thing they wanted, I wouldn't care. But they're not interested in that. They're interested in coming into your church, coming into your not-for-profit organization, coming into your conservative organization, coming into the pages of your Bible and changing the Bible itself and compelling by law changes where you better accept what we're doing or you're going to pay the price.
0: Mm. Let's go back to that passage. Revelation chapter 11, verse eight, and their dead bodies will lie in the streets of the great city. That's the dead bodies of the two witnesses, the two prophets, which some believe would be Moses and Elisha. Others have other ideas. That's who the two dead bodies are, correct?
1: That's it, and they, the beast kills them, and they actually have a satanic Christmas where they exchange presents, and the whole earth watches this. The whole world
0: uh-huh. is trading, giving each other gifts <laughs> yeah. because they're so excited that the two witnesses are dead because apparently they've been watching them on their mobile devices and their tablets and television and satellite. and But the point is the whole world is gonna be able to watch this and they're gonna watch it on their device, their mobile device, I think. And we, we've even seen third world countries where they sit around and watch on their mobile devices. They're watching things take place all over the globe in third world countries where the poverty is just overwhelming. But so the whole world's watching these prophets and the prophets uh, are bringing great condemnation on the system of the beast and Antichrist and Satan. He's def- they're definitely preaching repentance and this idea of preaching, turn to God, place your faith and trust in Christ. This is be- obviously the world hates it. The world's like Sodom. They're involved in all kinds of horrible things and they are... They hate these guys. The world hates these guys, and it 's irritating them to the point that once the, the the Antichrist kills them, Satan kills them, and they lay there dead in the streets for three days. the world's so excited that these guys are dead, they start giving gifts to each other right
1: yeah, it actually says the two prophets, through their messages, had tormented you know the earth dwellers and you know today in the universities, we have all these snowflakes where you 're not even allowed to present. You know, another perspective on right. something, or else, or else you're you're accused of inter, you know, interfering with my safe safe space or safe place or happy place or whatever lingo they're using. So we can see we're living in a world that hates free speech, even right down to it here in the United States of America, and that's why the world is so happy when the beast kills these people, and then as and then the the world is terrified when they're brought back from the dead, and taken into heaven but what's interesting is how can the whole world see that a hundred years ago a passage like that was inexplicable the whole world seeing what's happening in jerusalem but today with a lot of the technology (laughs) technology brandon that you just mentioned it doesn't take a lot of imagination at all to see how that prophecy will be fulfilled
0: now the great city that's jerusalem right it's
1: yeah, okay. because it says where their Lord was crucified. All right, so we come back, we're gonna ask the question,
0: and have it answered. Why is Jerusalem being referred to as mystical Sodom and Egypt? Let's go back to Revelation chapter 11, verse eight, and their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which mystically is called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified what you know it's interesting that Israel in this passage is called Sodom. Uh, right now most folks maybe don't know this. I'm told that the abortion rate in Israel per capita is higher than America. Uh, and of course the homosexual agenda and movement is quite rampant in parts of Israel. I'm even told that of course certain people that hold to certain worldviews live in certain areas of Israel. So. People that are into the New Age, Ju- you know, Judaism of New Age, Kabbalah live in one part of Israel. You can come back to me, guys. People that live in, uh, you know, that are into the homosexual agenda might live in another p- part that's more prominent. People that are more of the communist Jews live in another part. People that are more the historical, traditional, orthodox l- Jews live in another part. So uh, Israel already has. They have big gay parades in Tel Aviv. I mean, huge homosexual parades. So not hard to see how. This idea catches on, particularly when you have, by the way, Dr. Woods, uh, Noah Uvari, no, what's his name? You Noah Huval Harari, or whatever his name is. This homosexual Jewish dude, who is supposedly one of the favorite writers of Klaus Schwab and Barack Hussein Obama, and we played yesterday a video where he's talking about algorithms that will know that a young person is. Attracted as someone of the same sex before they do, and you can have fun games when you go to a birthday party and play a game and use the algorithm to find out who's attracted to who or what, and you can have a fun game. And he was just pushing the homosexual agenda like crazy, and admits in his speech he's homosexual. Um, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, put this guy on the short list for the Antichrist. He's Jewish, which I personally, I don't know if you agree, but I think that the Antichrist will be Jewish, I, unless someone can convince me otherwise. I don't know how he could be Gentile. I mean, how are they going to think their Savior is a Gentile? It's that it they're going to think their Savior comes to the Jewish line? But I know good people, you know, some say Gentile, same say Jew. But here's this guy, it's a Jewish guy, and he's also a homosexual, which the, the Bible makes reference to the Antichrist denying the affection of women. So I don't know, you know, there's theories there. But either way... Here's this Jewish guy that's quite popular with a segment of the globalists speaking over and over and over at the WEF, pushing the homosexual agenda with algorithms and making sure that young people can find out that they're homosexuals or lesbians or bi or pan or whatever, even before they know it, the algorithm can tell them. Uh, So the idea that Israel gets referred to as Sodom in Revelation 11, verse 8, again kind of where we're on track for right now is it not
1: right and it's the same guy Havari that said human beings are hackable animals yes that 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 sets up the mark of the beast you know monitoring system um my view is that the antichrist will be gentile but that doesn't take away from the fact that the false prophet because there's two beasts there in revelation 13 the first comes out of the sea the second one comes out of the land. and when you study the word the Greek word land there in Revelation 13, I think it's verse 11. it's frequently referred to as the Land of Israel. So if it turns out that the second beast is Jewish, um, that wouldn't surprise me you know in the least. And what people didn't understand is God has a plan for Israel in unbelief and then belief. She's the covenanted nation. Right now she's fulfilling her program in unbelief. But the day will come, I think midway through the tribulation period, once their temple is desecrated and they realize that their Messiah is not the Antichrist who just betrayed them, the blinders will break off and they will, albeit Zechariah 12 verse 10, become converted and call out for the true Messiah. And so only then does her program in belief start to get fulfilled. But currently she's fulfilling her job description in unbelief. So all of these things that we're saying about the Jewish people and some of the bad things that they're currently doing, that's not a shock at all for diligent students of Bible prophecy. Yeah.
0: Let's look at this headline. This one I hate to report, but look, yeah. I'm not a shill for anybody. I'm not in the tank for anybody. So I just I, I'm a I'm a free agent here. Uh, I go where the truth leads us. And this is, Amen. you know, bothersome to me to no end. Life site News reports, and we've re- made reference to this over the last few weeks. President Trump hosts gala for homosexual Republicans at Mar-a-Lago after Biden signs same-sex marriage law. Quote, we're fighting for the gay community and we're fighting and fighting hard, in quote, said Trump at a gala with log cabin Republicans at a slate of pro-homosexual with a slate and a and a slate of pro homosexual rhino speakers. Um you know, sometimes I have to wonder what what is he doing? I mean, if he's really running for president again, do you think this is what his base is all for, particularly with the LGBT transgender thing pushed in our faces and in our schools and books and media and commercials? I mean, the other night I walked through the room, Fox News was on. I don't watch Fox. Um uh you know i just don't and um but it was on as i walked through the room and there was this commercial for some pharmaceutical company related to i guess some pill that homosexuals need to take uh and it was you know two dudes kissing and i'm like i said to someone are you serious look at that they they had their back to the tv like why did why do people think we want to see that you know and put that on our tv and in our face and you got to Of course, if you have young children, you're flipping the channel as fast as you can. Um, We're sick of it. We're sick of it. The base and the conservative people of faith, they're sick of it. And here's Trump parading these people through Mar-a-Lago. makes me really disgusted.
1: Well, one of the big complaints is the conservative base doesn't get out and vote. And I'm here to give you an explanation why a lot of times that doesn't happen. Because too many people that have our worldview see stuff like this, and they just kind of throw their hands up in the air and say, "Well, what's the difference between you know the the Democrats and the Republicans? They're both um on certain issues promoting the same kinds of things in this case the same sex lifestyle, so I don't think Trump doing things like this is gonna help him no and be- and beyond that, let me just say this." what this country is gonna need to get it back to its roots is a miracle from God. And that miracle has to be on equal par with the miracles we saw at the founding of this country. And when you go back to our patriots in 1776, you do not see them um, insulting the God of heaven by things like this. You see them trying to curry his favor and you look at uh Benjamin Franklin who is considered, you know, the least Christian of all of our founding fathers and you read his uh prayer that he offered at the constitutional convention and how he's imploring the God of Heaven for a miracle just like the God of hel- Heaven helped us in the war of 1776 he's trying to curry God's favor and i this disturbs me because Trump and a lot of our patriots that we're, that we're looking to, to turn this country around by doing stunts like this are not currying the favor of the God of heaven. They're insulting him. That's right. And he's, and if you do that, you're not going to get the miracle that we need to see America become, you know, one nation under God again. Absolutely not.
0: All right, let's go to the next one. We've uh, third Temple Talk, Global Persecution, Sodom's Second Coming, Societal Signs, Societal Signs, Revelation 9:20 20 to 21, The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of their works of their hands so as not to worship demons. So they're worshiping demons, folks. And the mm-hmm. idols of gold and of silver and of brass and of stone and of wood. So they got idolatry going on here, worshiping demons, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders nor of their sorceries. pharmacia is a word there, folks, as well. Nor of their immorality, nor of their thefts. So they're murdering, they're involved in sorcery, occultism, and, of course, they're using, I think, drugs. Reminds me of the conversation between uh, Aldous Huxley and... uh, Uh, Timothy O'Leary, tune in, turn on, drop out, drugs will open up to many many realities, good pluralism, many roads lead to God, and the obstacle we came up against, they said, were what? The Christians and those who believe the Bible. But here they were back so many decades ago talking about the drugs and altered states of consciousness and many realities. And we look at the woman that rides the beast holding that golden cup, and I go back to what Uh, Donald Barnhouse wrote about in regards to the uh, concoction that would be mixed that people would take in order to have some kind of altered state of consciousness to be initiated into the occult. I think that's what we're talking about here demon worship, idolatry, murder, sorcery, immorality, thefts, and
1: spiritual indifference. Yeah, those are what I call societal sins of the tribulation. So, Folks can expect all of those things to accelerate as we get closer to the end. But the one I had underlined there mm-hmm. was was murder. Mm-hmm. Murder is going to become in vogue. And that's why I highlighted in the Word document I sent to you a Canadian coloring book Let me go for, chil- for children ages 6 through 12. You can believe that. Um, it says Canada suicide activity book. For children, There it is. So this is a coloring book basically designed to put a happy face on assisted suicide and euthanasia in Canada. And they're targeting children age six for this. And so obviously what's happening is the worldview of people is being reprogrammed to accommodate murder, which lines up perfectly with Bible prophecy, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it sure does. And of course, we know up there in Canada, they're 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 uh, euthanizing people who are not sick. They're just either poor or depressed or out of a job, out of money, and they're euthanizing them. And and I yeah, remember this... the other night, a doctor, a couple of doctors are bragging about the hundreds
1: that they've euthanized. And this particular um, coloring book basically tells children, hey, if you have a, a member of your family that's contemplating suicide don't try to talk him out of it um, and this is how children age six are being reprogrammed cultural
0: marxism there's uh there is the communist um uh, italian communist antonio gramsci yep. antonio gramsci oh. which who of course did he told uh mussolini the fabian that you're the, or the uh, fascist Uh, You you want a revolution that lasts, you can't do it at the end of a gun. you got to change their values, change their worldview, then they'll accept it. He's kind of the father of cultural Marxism, Antonio Gramsci, Italian communist. And of course, the Frankfurt School, who came to America in 1933. And again, I did my first worldview weekend on cultural Marxism in November of 1996. And a lot of people even at that conference are like, why are we talking about Marxism? Don't you know the Berlin Wall fell? Well, here we are. So that's Antonio (laughs) Gramsci right there. What's this right here, Dr. Woods, this picture? Explain it to our listening audience.
1: Well, this is just an example of the cultural Marxism that's necessary to cause America to fall and be accommodating to one world communism, you know, once it rears its ugly head. But this is critical race theory on full display. This was the Georgetown Hoyas basketball team, I think a couple of years ago, head coach, Patrick Ewing where every single player uh, in one of their recent appearances in the NCAA tournament refused to stand for the national anthem. And every single player on the team is taking the knee right down to the coaching staff. So um, Antonio Gramsci must be wherever he is right now. I assume he's in hell. Um, If he's able to laugh in hell, he must uh, be enjoying quite a laugh on this one. Hmm. Wow.
0: All right, here we go. Global tyranny. Let's go to the next one. Global tyranny. Daniel, Daniel 723. The fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom on earth, which will be different from all the other kingdoms and will devour the whole earth and tread it down and crush it. Global tyranny. Dr. Woods, that brings us now to Kevin McCarthy. Uh yeah, I saw that same thing. Him listed over there at the World Economic <laughs> Forum. Good old Rhino Kevin McCarthy.
1: Yeah, well, everybody's happy. All the so-called establishment conservatives like Sean Hannity and Mark Levin, you know, they're they're just thrilled that Kevin McCarthy in his 15th vote, you know, was finally elected speaker and those two guys, Levin and Hannity, Spent all their time the last couple of weeks criticizing the Freedom Caucus yes. instead of Kevin McCarthy, and you have to wonder what is the matter with you two? What side are you on? Well, what do you, what do you think is wrong with them? Go ahead, and say it. Well, I I don't know if I know other than they're just establishment and they're bought and paid for, but it's like the I mean if I can understand this, they can, that the Freedom Caucus was dragging Kevin McCarthy kicking and screaming towards the constitution and towards the right and towards actual s- structural change in the budgeting process where we're actually going to have a debate now on bills and financial matters rather than having, you know, 3000-page bills rammed to people in the middle of the night and saying vote. Kevin McCarthy wasn't going to agree to any of those changes, but the Freedom Caucus 20 of them, and I know it got whittled down over the course of time, but 20 of them dragged him in the direction of the Constitution. So I don't understand why these so-called conservatives are not applauding the Freedom Cau- Caucus and criticizing Kevin McCarthy. They spent they spent the whole last couple of weeks criticizing the Freedom Caucus. Yeah. So I don't know what's wrong with them other than their establishment types and they're bought and paid for.
0: Well, and this is the Quote I've given so many times over the years. Carol Quigley's book, Tragedy and Hope, 1966. The two parties are really one. Uh, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus, Titus 2.13. I mean, really, Dr. Woods, if it wasn't for having a biblical Christian worldview, uh, I would be so depressed all the time. I, do, I understand why people who don't have a Christian worldview that don't have the Holy Spirit, that don't study their Bible. I can understand why many of them say, I'm done, I'm done voting, I'm turning off talk TV, talk radio, I'm done listening because it's so negative and it's so depressing and doom and gloom and I'm done. I can understand that. But you and I look at all the horrible things that are happening and realize, as we said at the beginning of the program, these are the signs that God is giving over the world and that he is going to allow for this time of, Horrific tribulation to come it'll have a purpose to get a hold of the Jews Uh, And so we are seeing these things happen, which again is why Jesus said I tell you these things will happen Matthew 24 So you won't fear and so do you and I we can look at these and say this is not good. I don't like it I'm ready to get out of here even so Lord Jesus quickly come and night shall be no more But I realize this all this bad stuff is happening is fitting into a sovereign prophetic plan doesn't mean God agrees with it there's his perfect will his providential will but he is allowing it to happen letting some slack out on the leash of satan and the bible is going to be fulfilled the stage is being set for it to be fulfilled and there is a great war coming between two kingdoms the kingdom of god and the kingdom of satan and we know that daniel tells us god's kingdom comes it crushes satan's and of god's kingdom there is no end so i don't know how the unbeliever looks at what's happening without being extremely depressed. No wonder they're all shooting up on drugs or, or drinking into a stupor or taking some kind of psychotropic or uh, euthanizing themselves. Um, the world is, they don't
1: have the peace and hope we have. Yeah, if all I really had was conservative outlets, not yours, because you bring the Bible in, but most conservative outlets don't, Um, I would be, and all I heard was the bad news all the time. Obviously, I would be extremely depressed. But because you bring the scripture into it, we're able to put all of these events in their proper framework. And what the Bible calls Jesus is the bright and morning star. And do a study sometimes on what the morning star is. It's the star that appears at the pitchest, darkest point in the night. In other words, when it's the blackest and the darkest, that's when the morning star appears. And so we know that Jesus is coming back for his church in the midst of total darkness and blackness. So to quote the late Adrian Rogers, the world from that angle is growing gloriously dark. Gloriously dark,
0: yeah. Like I said at the beginning of this year, this is gonna be a great, horrible 2023. A great, horrible (laughs) 2023. Because we're gonna take the horrible and we're gonna use it for a great purpose, take what's common to the culture and turn it into a pulpit and show people uh, there is a God, he is serious about sin, he's provided a way to escape the wrath of God, and the Bible is, well, coming to pass. stage is being set.